everybody. Welcome back to Tumbling Dice. This is Ali, episode four. And today we have a special guest, Joachim. Hi, all. <laughs> um, Joachim and I met when I bought records off of him from one of our favorite <laughs> producers. And now he's here to discuss our favorite. It is your favorite, right? Is it your favorite label? Sorry, I didn't uh, really yeah, finish my sentence. Definitely. <laughs> is it definitely? Our yeah. favorite label, uh, Gigling. It, yeah. which is a German electronic label. Yeah, so nice for you uh, to have me. Yeah, very excited. Uh, me too. I'm very excited as well. Um, with the show structure, we're first just going to discuss a bit about the background of Gigglin, how it came to be, how we found Gigglin, and why they're so special to us, or why we think everyone listening should go furthermore listen to Gigglin themselves. And then we put together some of our favorite tracks, just snippets of the songs to play, and we'll discuss those. And yeah, afterwards, we'll also have in the show notes uh, the tracks we selected and then some of our favorite mixes. And hopefully we convince you to go listen to Giggling if you have never done so before. And with that, let's get into it. Um, so Giggling is a again as i mentioned an electronic music label from germany it started in weimar there was a group of university friends and some were friends beforehand um i always forget who are the originals constantine Raphael, Raphael. Uh, thrill yeah was attack i think i don't think was dweek no D- and, uh, and dustin. dustin yeah yeah and so essentially, on their university campus, it was Bauhaus University, there was this pseudo-student bar s- club, and Constantine was a regular, and he also made, <coughs> excuse me, he made music and DJed in his free time, and the owner of the place came to him one time and just asked, hey, um, what should I do with the place, kind of falling under, and Constantine got his friends together, and they started throwing parties there. But I think I read they were only managing to have four parties because it got closed down again. But then the group of friends, they got a house together, also in Weimar, and they started throwing parties on the top level of their house in a residential area. And you said your friend um, went to one, right? Uh, yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, actually, the brother of a, of a friend of mine, uh, he... Uh, so the, the friend of mine introduced me also to the label and his brother uh, found them like really in those early moments uh, and he w- just liked the music so much that he and his girlfriend took the took the car and just uh, drove up there to have a party with them. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, reading about the early parties, they looked really uh, spectacular just because they were so intimate and authentic in a way. And... How did the label begin? Well, these guys, they were all making music together. And Constantine and Raphael, they have they produce under the name, oh, I'm going to butcher this in German, Ketten Carousel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that okay? Flawless. <laughs> and they made an initial pressing of their tracks. And they said that they made 300 copies. And they were shocked to find that they sold out. And people were really receptive to the music. And from there, they just continued to make music and only releasing on vinyl, which has been up until this point in time. So also good to mention, this is their 11th year existing. Now, given coronavirus, they are doing 
donation links as well for their releases, but I'm not sure if that's something they'll carry on or if that's temporary. But of course, because they DJ and all of their um, fees have been cut that way, it does make sense to do digital release temporarily. But yeah, they've been now releasing music or existing as Giggling for 11 years, touring in the world. And how would you describe their music? Hmm. <laughs> um, <coughs> so... I think their music is like really industrial. It's like got those deep sounds. Um, and uh, they all have that in common. And the special thing about Geeling, I think, is that uh, on top of that, they all have their own style. So you have a more ambient uh, section with some artists focusing on that. And you have some artists focusing on more club music and a bit more upbeat and everything in between. Uh, and far beyond <laughs> <laughs> and um i think that's really special like I, I once described it to someone as emotional techno because i couldn't <laughs> it's I'd really yeah. hard Th- i think that fits uh, definitely emotional yeah right yeah and uh, i th- i don't know even i got a lot of this background information from a resident advisor article and they explicitly asked dustin and constantine and those two are essentially the ones who run the label. Um, how would you describe the music? And they both really struggled as well to come up with terminology. And I know Dustin said, for him, it's the feeling of seeing a sunset. And I think that is so uh, beautiful and poetic, but really well describes the sound. Because it really, there is something special and that threads all of the releases that you can listen to a track and know, ah, uh, this is giggling. But I think like it's it's a really good uh, description, but only it only makes sense when you already have heard it. Yeah. Because if you've <laughs> never heard it, it's like yeah, it's, it's hard to to imagine what it is then. So I think what for me as as well was an important thing is that uh, also for people who don't really like uh, techno music normally, and I'm one of them. I was pretty skeptical uh, about giggling because I really don't. I'm not into ent- that into techno. Uh, but it's so it's got so much music in it, so much melody, so much layers. And not to say that techno doesn't have that, but sometimes I can feel like it's a bit monotone or a bit a bit uh, focused on clubby. Mm-hmm. And this music, it's like they they all tell a story. All the the musicians yeah. uh, with so many layers and so much going on. Uh, also in like really subtle f- tones. Uh, so that way, it's even though uh, it's also for people who are not that into uh, techno, I think really interesting to listen to. Yeah, there's a lot of craftsmanship there. And it's subtle because, like you said, it, it's built in the layers. Even if something sounds kind of simple, you know how much technique goes into making it. Um, another thing with Geekling, well, first, how did you find them, actually? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that friend of mine introduced me to them. Uh, but I, I really didn't want to uh, listen to it <laughs> because he, he said, yeah, you really like it. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I never liked those kind of things. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, we really have to go to a party. You will, you will love it. Uh, and after like the fourth time, he convinced me uh, only because it was a party during the day. And <laughs> I really <laughs> liked that. <laughs> so we were in the school uh, and they did a whole weekend there. So the, the, they, they did everything, like the, the lay, layout, uh, the it, it was sort of one big uh, collaboration. And um, 
we were there Sunday Sunday during the day, my favorite day to party, <laughs> and uh, they uh, uh, they took me inside, and uh, I still remember that I just started dancing there, and I just didn't stop, and that's really not like me. I like sometimes I like to to dance, of course, but then I'm always uh, conscious of the fact that I'm dancing, and like oh yeah, I want to get a beer now, but it was like I, I think like three hours nonstop just. Yeah, it was so nice, and everyone in the crowd also was like so much enjoying. Everyone was so happy, and it was all so groovy. I was like, "Whoa, is this techno? What wow, is this? <laughs> sick!" <laughs> and that's also like what you brought up as well—the fact that they threw this weekend party. They're really special in that they do everything themselves. They organize their own parties. They go to really interesting, cool venues, and then they always have some sort of nice artwork or art installations with it and that is another signature of them this giggling concept extends beyond i think the music it's for them a really a mindset in a whole idea so also i'm really envious because i've never seen them which makes <laughs> it feel so strange enjoying their music so much but then never seeing them in my plans this summer <laughs> will be postponed until august uh, 2021 you're a disappointed groupie. <laughs> yeah, I am a disappointed groupie. Um, well, I was also thinking for myself, what is it that makes giggling so special? And what I'm about to say is going to sound, I think, very like cliche and really perhaps lame. But giggling is really all about, um, it's for dreamers in a way, I think. The guys who started it, this friend group, they were a collective of dreamers. And the people who listen to the music and love it, they're also dreamers. And you really feel when you're listening, it's kind of a, a shared experience between the creator and the listener. And it's, I don't know, it's transportive in a way. And when you listen to the music, it allows you to kind of think more abstractly and to think bigger. And in a way, you can kind of be a part of this whole shared dream of giggling. They really, they're really special in that way because a lot of music has great production, and a lot of labels are great. But Giggling has this higher, not ideology, but there's something even more above and beyond about them. Yeah, it's very well put. Should we jump into the music? Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> um, the first track, this is my track. <laughs> it's by Lefar Legoff. It's called Talk. And I think I'll go ahead and play the music for a bit and then afterwards just say why I why I chose it So, for 
me with this one, it's it's definitely one of the most simplistic songs, I would say, from the Giggling catalog. It's just, yeah, you hear some nice white noise. I think it's maybe ocean waves, it sounds a little, and then a few chord progressions. But the song really just commands my attention. And that's the pull of it, where you listen to a lot of music in the background and you think, oh, this is really nice. But you continue doing whatever you're doing at the time, brushing your teeth, um, doing something for work. But with this one, as soon as I play it, I feel it completely forces me to listen. And it has this really meditative quality. And it doesn't make me feel any particular emotion, happy or sad. It just really calms my mind in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So and if if like if you're drawn, like you said, if you're drawn into it, you can't stop anymore. It's like no. <laughs> it grabs you, and then there it just doesn't let go anymore. Well, an interesting thing because we can only play a minute of each track, and this one is a little. I think it's like six and a half minutes, but it's just a loop of this exact same chord progression, and so. There's hardly any variance, but then by the end of it, you want to loop it again because you're <laughs> surprised it's over. So I thought we would start a bit slow and build up. The next one is Le Far Legov as well. This is Joachim's pick. Wild is the Wind. And nice. this is, <laughs> you're so giddy over there. <laughs> um, this is the last track from one of the, s the sets he did, and it's unreleased. But we'll discuss it in a bit. this track um <coughs> yeah so one of definitely one of my favorites um i think you really hear now what i said about the layers uh, there's so much going on especially those higher uh, tones like they're they're beautiful and it's it's a shame that you can only uh listen to the to it one for one minute because there's like a whole build up and that moment that that bass comes yeah. in it's <laughs> You, there, you. I mean, you've already before that you've had like five minutes of the, those very subtle build-ups, the same vibe as your your track before, and then suddenly it comes and gets you. And <laughs> I, I, I really like that kind of music. That it's like really subtle and slow, and then suddenly it's like, all right, okay, we're gonna yeah, party. Just a little subtle bass, and then all of a sudden it completely shifts the direction of the track. Yeah. And also, something with this one is it's unreleased, which. You have to find so much giggling music just by listening on YouTube or SoundCloud, and you'll never be able, well, maybe never, but you will never get a copy yourself physically or digitally, of course. Yeah, what really adds to to the liking of the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some rare value that you cannot possess. Well, especially then it forces you when you're listening to this set to be mindful of, oh, yeah, okay, this track 
is on this release or whatever. But then you all of a sudden hear something new and you think, oh, new geekly material. Yeah, and also I experienced this uh, like last week that I was on the on the bike and I just wanted to listen to geekly music, but I'm so used to that everything is on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, so, but then I had to like go to YouTube and like sort it out which song and 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 where in the in the in the set, and it was too much effort, so I didn't. But then I got home. It's like, oh, I really can't wait to put it put it on now. Yeah. So it's like also that that sort of uh, <coughs> that, that, that how do you say that? Like the fact that it's hard to to put on. It's not that easy as you're you're used to. Also adds to the liking to of the song. Excitement. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I actually got SoundCloud Go just so I could listen to Geeklean on SoundCloud without commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but this one wasn't on SoundCloud, so you have to go to YouTube for it. Um, the next one is my track. It's Mapach, I don't know, I hope I said that right, <laughs> Dream <laughs> Awake, Nobody Knows, <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, and this one was from his 2018 album, From the End to the Beginning. card pick i would say yeah why yeah. did you pick it i find it so whimsical and enchanting um actually the first you found it so what whimsical What's like that? very playful and yeah. you kind of well for example the first image that came to mind when i listened to the song for the first time really attentively was uh, neverland peter pan <laughs> and i kind of envisioned just these fairies dancing in this very lush landscape and even the instruments, they're so peculiar, it sounds like there's a conversation between them. And so I just find it this very charming, almost youthful song. And then I remember you saying before that that album was was a made at the time, right? Of um, his father passing away, yeah. Papach, and then having his son. And this track, I feel, is kind of his version of a really playful lullaby for his son. So it, it just... I don't know what it is. It makes me really happy listening to it. Yeah, it's like a fairy tale. It is like a fairy tale, yeah. yeah. And it's so unique and different to anything I've heard otherwise from him. Yeah, and also like so it's very light and fairy tale daily like, but then suddenly that bass the comes bass. in again. Exactly. And then it's 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 just kick ass. And <laughs> the bass is just this very subtle but kind of much needed element, yeah. I would say, in this track. Yeah, otherwise it would be too fluffy. Yeah. I think. But for me, that's the, the charm of it, is he identifies, uh, he wants to make this very, well, yeah, fluffy, playful, and with all sorts of strange instrument sounds. 
and then just has at the underbelly this really nice deep bass tone. Comes and get you. <laughs> yeah. So next one, let me see. Ah, okay. This will be your track. This is Oh, by the way, can you put my uh volume a bit higher? Oh yeah. Is yeah, it possible? Sorry. Like I really want to enjoy these songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um the next one, let me set it. Because also hope you all appreciate we're setting from within the tracks compared to just from the beginning because we're trying to highlight our favorite parts <laughs> of the of the songs. So this is Kerala Dust Untitled Another Shade of Dweeg remix. Um nice. yeah, and Dweeg as well as the Dweegian producer on here. So First of all, I think this set is the set that I listen to the most. It's in the um, uh, Life at Waking Life set, I think, in the year 2018. 18. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, it's so, so groovy. <laughs> Especially in that set, it sort of builds up, and then suddenly this comes kicking in. And, yeah, I just always, when I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working or studying or something, and I listen to that, that set, then I'm... Of so suddenly I'm sort of dancing in my chair, <laughs> especially when I'm here at uh, at the Ufa. It's like the public libraries people are like <laughs> like watching. Like, Whoa, that must be very good song. <laughs> well, that's this one. I actually I sent the same set to a friend because she, I told her about Giggling and she was obsessed with this one as well. So we'll with this song, with well with the song and with the set overall. Yeah. And I thought oh, I converted someone, <laughs> but I had a laugh there because course you can see the soundcloud comments that pop up and someone asked is this nicholas yar while <laughs> <laughs> playing the track um yeah that's a really just such a a great remix as well because i think it's quite different from the original and adds such a nice kick with the guitar element and then the the bass there yeah um actually this next one is also dweek my track and it's called cherry tree um oh, nice yeah dweek this this was a bit of a a dark horse for me to, to throw in, I would say, but
that little guitar element or it's like a sitar i don't know what it is but yeah that's <laughs> i think part of why i chose this one what did you mean with a black horse? You said like or sort dark of a horse. Black, oh yeah, dark horse. Um, it's an expression for when. Uh, how would I describe a dark horse? It's kind of like something that's the underdog or something that's unexpected uh-huh. comes up or wins favor, or especially if you're talking about sports, the dark horse of the tournament is the one that you wouldn't expect to win, but then manages to do quite well. So why was this one <laughs> yeah, a dark horse then? With with his tracks. I don't have the same pull, actually. I th- I really th- like the very deep element to them, but I think the other producers on Giggling in general, I tend to respond better to. So I was just kind of surprised with myself that <laughs> this one came into my favorites. Um, but no, I really love it. It feels very silky. And I think Dweeg, his production is so brilliant where the layers are so subtle. And then he'll just add in this nice little instrument like, you know, even with that set, adding in the guitar for the song by Kerala Dust, it just, everything completely shifts after that. Yeah. It's like also his, uh, that, that I think it's his first al- album uh, with uh, like the little boat on the, mm-hmm. what's, what's that? Th- well, this one is from here to there. Yeah. It's released on, yeah. Like that, whole, if you listen to that album, it's like, it's it's just one sort of big flawless right and it, it's just like if you're listening to a mixed set it's like everything flows into yeah. into the yeah. next song and that's i think characteristic for dwig he's just soaking in in just taking you on and you know, it sounds <laughs> very cliche again but taking <laughs> you journey. on a journey <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just you just forget you, you just forget time and space for a bit and you're just there that's he's doing that so good yeah and his style is just so authentically him. Yeah. It's really... You immediately hear, oh, this you know, is doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the next one, this is your pick. This is Lefar Legoff and Hidden Treasure. So this is off of his recent album. like those high voices or almost sort of churchy voices uh i was immediately really drawn to that like uh, as you said this was one of his most recent uh, releases and i listened to the whole uh album and i don't know this one just jumped out immediately due, due to these voices mm-hmm. it got something sort of i don't know sort of holy uh but then 
combined with uh yeah with uh again the bass and sort of the the more profound layers beneath it uh still make it very interesting yeah and i told you before i think it's my favorite side on the album as well i'm gonna play the, yeah. <laughs> the other song from it anyway. come. <laughs> <laughs> but i was thinking it's really um interesting that he's never released a full-length album this was his first one Isn't and why so? do you yeah yeah oh. why do you think that is um because he produces so uh, much but music but he did also produce very quietly though uh an ambient uh album it's like a cassette uh, mm. But that one still also contains pretty, like a lot of songs. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird though because he's like producing for ten years. Yeah, and he both under well, the next track is actually uh, mine with the duo with Constantine. Mm-hmm. But then also he's released several EPs. It's yeah, I don't know. Maybe just also if the with the album, all of the songs flow so well into one another. So maybe he just has a ton that he's done and didn't feel that it was right to bring them together. Yeah, I mean, but that's also what I really like about them. They don't do something because they feel like they need to. They just do something when it fits. Yeah. And maybe this is a product of that. That, Like in all those years, other things fit, like more singles and EPs and stuff. And now suddenly this fitted, so they just did this. They went for it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. About they have them. a very relaxed release style, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, understatement of so the year. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating if you're a fan because you're just checking their website. When is something up? When is something up? Yeah. Uh, the next one. So this is everything by Ketten Carousel. <laughs> I just can't pronounce <laughs> German whatsoever. statement <laughs> why um i've been thinking about it it's i just i love this track i think the way it starts with this kind of very choppy metallic sounds it's dark industrial and then you have this beautiful slow introduction of this really soft vibraphone and it just balances so well that you have this very light fuzzy feeling on top and then the dark underbelly and it it just feels warm and i actually i have so much imagery (laughs) (laughs) with the tracks i think of it as kind of this candle where it's this very soothing and again warm sense i don't know what it is but there's something about this track that really 
pulls me. And I actually feel, for me, it's the song that I respond to the most emotionally. There's something about it that just, yeah, it leaves me speechless, as you cool. can tell. Maybe, <laughs> maybe also a bit about their chemistry together. Like, it's a really That's special it. project, the Kette Carousel. Yeah. You already mentioned, right, that it's... Uh, Constantine and Leifar. Uh, Leifar, yeah. Yeah, actually, I was, um, I was at their last concert together. Uh, also on that waking life, that was also really special. Like they, they, they played for the last time together, uh, and of course ended their set with the end. <laughs> the <laughs> song, very good song, but also really appropriate. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you could could feel that it's it was it was an end of an era, sort sort of, mm-hmm. uh, because they yeah they started together and everyone was always so hi- like Kevin Carousel was so hyped always. Like everyone yeah. loved that, and then they. They quit, uh, but yeah, it was uh, a special, a special moment. I think they also grew up together. I believe I yeah. read that they went to concerts together, and then um, this there was a club near one of the last train stops home after the concerts, and that's how they came to kind of get into electronic music. So they have had this brother feeling for a long time. Yeah, but um, no, with that track, it's just it is this balance of it, it's interesting because, like you said, the chemistry of them. Mm-hmm. But also I find within the music, the dark and the light together, it's just a very warm feeling. Mm. Um, the next one, this is yours, and it is Dweek. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you really? We have some <laughs> issues between if it's Dweek or Dweek. I think I'm going to be team uh, Dweek just because and controversy. <laughs> and we have issues <laughs> about Mapach and, ma- and Mapage. Well, I said Mapage at first, which <laughs> is just horrible classic American English. Um, this one is Have to Go Before You're Gone. And this is also um, an unreleased track. I think this one is just, it's like a real badass song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dwig is always so easygoing and more ambient. And this is like, yeah, it's it's like a real, uh, yeah, badass song. It's like it comes and gets you. Um, and I actually, I didn't expect that one within a Dwig set, but it's like the, I think the beginning of the underground set of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just came on autoplay. I was just listening to someone uh, something else and then it autoplayed to this set and then I heard this song opening I was like oh my god what is, what is this, this? <laughs> and <laughs> it was Dwig so yeah uh, yeah I really uh, 
I like with that track as well be- that it shows he always pitches down vocals in his in his tracks. So this one I think was a really nice showcase of that. Yeah. True. He leaves it very open. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh the next one was the other side of side B <laughs> from the the new Lay Far release. And this is um called In Your Mirror. Or no, it's not the other side. It's on the same side. This is your favorite <laughs> one from that album, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. also chose this one because I think it so well showcases Lefar as a producer where it really also highlights kind of his sound. It's so beautiful and, and restrained in a way, like the piano in the background. And then you have all of these extra layers and layers and then the, the chimes. And we can't have the music too loud right now on the headsets, but if you listen at home with headsets on, you'll notice if you listen loud enough that the music is really swirling and it's so well done and so well produced how he pans certain sounds between the left and the right ear that you really feel that there's movement in the music. And so I think that's that's why I love it. There's just these little tiny details and they all come together in such a just a beautiful track for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think all those tiny things really add up to the overwhelming effect that you're just yeah you just like you said in the beginning you just stop what you you were doing and you just start listening. Yeah, he that's with his music because he always has these long chords, slow burning piano or something. But then there's just something there and you can't quite figure out what it is, but it's so sweet and soothing and yeah, definitely. My favorite on that release. Yeah, um, I'm, s- I'm sort of more moving towards this one yeah? now as well. Yeah, you, you hey. have me convinced a bit. Listen, yeah. listen when you're home with headphones on, actually, because on vinyl it's really nice, but mm-hmm. then I think you get the movement of the sounds, and that's, again, him purposefully... Playing <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just doing, like, really stupid <laughs> hand signs now to show movement. Um. The next one is actually not a Giggling release. It's on Khan Records. And this is Joachim's from Mapa. <laughs> um, and so this was on their, I think, yeah. I wrote it down, 10th anniversary 
compilation and the track is called Thank You Again. about badass <laughs> that's crazy right god the track is so good yeah it's like it it makes you want to dance immediately yeah. that's a proper that's i think the most club yeah. track we have of of the selections Definitely. for sure yeah. yeah and what made you choose it this yeah just like what we described it's got so much energy behind it and yeah that's the pleasure of uh, hearing it once live and it was so good <laughs> you're just really uh, killing yeah. all of my dreams I shall right stop now saying especially talking live right now yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe in five years <laughs> um, the next one is also not technically giggling it was on a cassette but then it was released on Delson and this is called Spes by Frill um and well i i will talk about the track after but this one is seismic <laughs> one feels like you're just on a rocket ship <laughs> 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 blasting off <laughs> uh yeah for real i am such a fan but i also really like techno a lot and this i think well this is my favorite on the album i actually just received it about two hours ago in the mail <laughs> so oh, nice. yeah i can't wait to go play it when i'm home but um he well this one in particular i chose because i love just the slowed down pace of it 
and how you you have this really nice dub techno with this kind of not maybe it is ambient not quite ambient but ambient sound above it and you really feel it when you're listening to the whole album that it that is also talk about a journey <laughs> it is like you're being launched into space and the name of it is anima mundi and that's i think soul soul of the earth this idea of all souls and all living beings being connected in some way and yeah he just blows my mind with his production on this album so highly recommend it i think that's uh funny that you say that because like in general i think giggling artists are very good at conveying messages that are a bit too abstract so if you just tell them people find them a bit like how you said it cliche or a bit yeah, like exactly yeah you're saying that now but the way they do it and uh, the emotion they bring with their music makes you uh, like really conscious of those kind of messages like they do it in a very yeah. non-cheesy way exactly i mean if you tell someone hey this song is taking you on a <laughs> journey into outer space <laughs> you're just gonna think shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so um that album does that track does for me and it also has a beautiful up and down to it yeah definitely uh but i want to say like he's also a bit uh under uh underrated right underappreciated yeah i think he i think so definitely like supposedly his live sets are brilliant um again i haven't (laughs) seen (laughs) nor will see any of them in the near future but he also does a lot of things on his own, like he with Delson. I I think they were one of his first releases, and then he released again with this one. Um, so I can't tell. He has an interesting relation with the Giggling Crew in a way. I feel. Yeah, like but like not only internally. I don't know how that how that works with them, but I also feel like in the more general public opinion, if you can even speak of that with <laughs> Giggling, because it's all very yeah uh, underground but like for instance with my group of friends when we go to giggling party no one is talking about Freel. everyone is talking about Levar Degolf or uh, about Twig or Mapash uh, but yeah not about Freel. but his sound is also the most techno I would say of giggling mm-hmm. and so I think if if you do like techno I re- I'm not crazy about melodic techno like Tale of Us Mind Against all of that I'm not a fan but with this where it feels very spacey. It, it yeah. really just feels experimental in a way, but also he has this subtle groove to it. And so that's the nice in-between. Yeah. And because the BPM is so slow here, it's, I don't know the exact, somewhere 100 to 105 maybe. It's not this 135 boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So with the other Giggling releases, they're just quite different, I would say. So maybe that's why he's... It's not that he's the outcast, but he's he's quite um, well. His sound is m- not as uh, conducive to the giggling overall sound. Yeah, he sets sort of one uh, um, extreme of the spectrum, I think. Yeah. Like towards the uh, techno side. Yeah, exactly. Which makes him automatically a bit of an outcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the last well, we have two more tracks, and we're gonna take you in a little. Mapache trip nice. <laughs> with both of them. The first one is Sice, 
and this is also a nice little uh, fun here, also seismic. Mm -hmm. But um, this was, uh, I'll just have a listen actually. is a shared track i know this was technically mine but i imagine being at waking life with this one yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely is a shared one so you first it just feels so euphoric i mean really when you listen it doesn't matter where you are like especially if i'm just out walking or something and it comes in my headset you hear it and you just think oh my god you're you're transported well there's some quality to it that is unlike any other track, I think. Funny, for me it's like more sad, like more melancholic, I think. Really? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also like we were talking, this is also on the uh, same album as you mentioned earlier about his, uh, at the time that his son was born and his dad died. And for me, this track really gets both of those those things into one event. Like it's the, the that makes, makes it me melancholic because it's like, it is, some way upbeat and like uh, happy feelings which represents of course the birth of his son uh, but also has some some yeah sad tone uh, in it and that of course represents and the death of his father uh, which is the feeling I got uh, out of the yeah the song. Oh, that's a really beautiful way to put it I haven't thought of it like that I was also really surprised that it's the first track on the whole album in the yeah. order because leading up to its release, it was, uh, I would say, on constant rotation and seen as quite a big club hit, actually. Yeah. So to have your first track right off the bat be this kind of ballad, now that I think about it, when, you, when you're describing this melancholic element, it, it changes for me. Uh, it's funny how it is, sort of, because he always ends his sets with this one, or at least uh, two times when I was there. And... Um, it surprised me because I didn't thought of it like as a as a really real banger. Uh, <laughs> let's go, but it it's I don't know. It's come down. Yeah, but it's at the same time it's very upbeat. Like people are partying and going crazy on this song. So yeah, yeah. it's a weird a weird mix of emotions there. That yeah, yeah. Well, 
our last track now is also by Mapach. And just to close out, we also have an episode that comes out after this where we discuss um, somebody who used to release on Giggling but now is on their own al- or label. Uh, Drum Friends, DJ Healer, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, do you have anything you would like to say? Maybe we sh- should we first discuss this track because we'll fade out with it. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, first... It's about copy love, by the way. First <laughs> to add to your thing about next week, I think I'll, I'll be there as well. <laughs> um, and I think it's, yeah, good to mention that the uh, guy or girl, we don't know yet, because <laughs> uh, uh, so he's, he's not known to the public, uh, he or she. Uh, and like the music is so good that we wanted to do a full episode on it. So uh, yeah, he he's he or she. Oh, so I just he, say he. I think it's he. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he deserves like a whole whole show. Uh, so uh, definitely watch that one um, or listen. <laughs> 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 and then on copy love, uh, yeah, for me that's just a throwback to uh, his live set. On waking life again last year, it's just uh, yeah I don't know very special moment because that was the first time for me that I went to uh, a gig and uh, of a DJ who I knew all his that at first played his own music and I knew all that music like I was so used to going to I don't know um, Motor City Drum Ensemble and then he would just play a set of music that he just got. But this was like, it felt like I'm 16 again and I'm going to like a concert yeah. of my favorite band. And oh, that was so, so special. Yeah, that's quite interesting as well because you don't get that often. No. Ever, <laughs> actually, no. now that I think about it. Um, to get I the full impact of the set, then you have to listen to the set in the show notes. And yeah. And why for you, Copy Love? Yeah, because I told you this was one of my picks. I don't know what it is as well. There's also... I think it it feels very similar to the former size where it feels euphoric in a way. And also the vocal, what a trip you feel (laughs) (laughs) when you're listening in the song, you feel like a four minute trip (laughs) with it. So yeah, I think we should just play it out and I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. And I really hope more than that, that you go and listen to giggling and also message me if you listen because i would love to hear your your own picks (laughs) take care